0: Well, hello, everybody. I'm
1: Dennis Prager, and I welcome you to the show. I have so much on my mind and on my heart. I want badly to have rational hope for the Democrat a democratic administration that is coming in the democratic senate the democrat house but it is rationally not not possible for me uh, i'm i root for the united states that's what i root for president trump left office with apparently less support than he had had at any time. It was not a a pretty finale. The the hypocrisy ocean in which we are a tiny island that may tip over. The people who and media Democrats and media, who spent almost three years telling us a lie, something with no basis whatsoever, that Russia and the Trump campaign had colluded for the 2016 election, had the temerity, the unbelievable gall, chutzpah on a level that the Greeks had a word for hubris, to tell us that claims that this was not an honestly held election in certain states is beyond the pale. Such people are anti-democracy. Such people are undermining America. But for three years including a special prosecutor to keep the country's attention riveted on an event that never took place, and which, by definition, cast aspersion on the results of the 2016 election, that was fine. Everything goes down the memory hole. Things aren't recalled when they are inconvenient to the dominant powers of a society, if the powers are corrupt, and they are. So, that's that's a point that is worth noting, would you say? If you have intellectual honesty, whatever your politics, you have to acknowledge that for three years it was okay to cast dispersions on the 2016 election, to spend tens of millions of dollars, to have people in the Democratic Party tell us that they can assure us, like Adam Schiff, who lies with such ease that you can almost envy him? It is it is pathologic in my opinion, the the ease. I always wonder about such people. Do they have a voice in them that says mm, this is not true? He has information that will show he has been briefed, he has information that will show that there was collusion. It was a it was a, false. It wasn't a mistake. It wasn't a a little teeny, eensy, beansy lie. It was a giant 100% whopper. But it doesn't matter because the press goes along with that. So then it becomes, think about it. It becomes treasonous to say, Perhaps the election was not fair, was not conducted fairly. That becomes sedition, insurrection, and every other word that they can come up with on the left to besmirch the questioning of the tallies. I have held from the beginning I am agnostic. Uh, I don't know, and I continue to hold that position. The Democrats have done nothing to prove to me it was legit. There is no doubt in anyone's mind, none, left, right, or center, that if the Democrats could cheat, they would, and I'll tell you why. As I've said often, they have a moral defense. It is okay to cheat in an election If you believe that you are preventing a racist, white supremacist, fascist dictator from being elected, I would. I I keep repeating that. If I believed that it was in my hands to determine whether a neo-Hitler-esque character would come to power or not, I would cheat. They can't... Have it both ways. They can't tell us the evil that he embodies, the threat to democracy that he embodies, the threat to the society that his election would embody, and then say, "Oh, but we are absolutely committed to a fair election." The anomalies are 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 something that are worthy of intellectual. And moral respect. I would like answers to them. I've said I'm agnostic from the beginning. One of the reasons that I am agnostic, as opposed to I don't believe that there was fraud. In other words, think the claims of cheating are overwrought. Is that the reactions of the Democrats and their and their media? The media is committed to the Democrats as the Soviet media were committed to the Communist Party. It's, it's, It's party. New York Times a party paper. Pravda was a party paper. That's what we've come to. Their reaction, their hysterical reaction to the charge, rather than saying, you know, for the sake of the country, let us allow an investigation, and we will present our evidence. Instead, any suggestion that it be explored is regarded as seditious. That makes me think that they are afraid of an exploration. I I would want things to be open. I would want those Americans open to reason who feel that that may have not been honest to be shown, look, it really was honest. I have said from the beginning, I hope that Joe Biden won honestly. I am as as afraid as I am of a left-wing takeover of the Senate, House, and presidency. I am even more afraid of an election that was won dishonestly then there is no hope but that this country goes down the road of a Venezuela. The the very hysteria of the reaction to it's not, it, I don't believe the election, suggests to me that there might have been something awry. I don't know. I give you my word. I don't know. But the the notion that a person who says that they don't believe the results is anti-democratic, that's not a fair charge against such a person. The anomalies are remarkable, one has to admit. There are 19 bellwether counties that determine every election. 18 of them were won by the president. The president gained, or the Republican Party gained in the House of Representatives? The the president had the largest, the anomaly of of having won way more votes than in his first term and losing? I I don't believe that happened in 150 years. These, These may all be may it may all be honest anomalies but you you can't just dismiss people who say that when there when so few votes are given to Donald Trump in any given state when he is winning that state and then there's this dramatic turnaround with 90% of the votes in the next batch going to the Democrats. You are not anti-American and seditious if you ask these questions. I accept that Joe Biden is my president and I ask these questions. 800 500 Hi, everybody. I'm Dennis Prager. Just know you're not a, uh, a healthy reminder about your mortgage and a, a group that I am uh, very committed to. And that is at Sierra Pacific uh, Mortgage. These are two uh, terrific guys uh, who uh, work there and have been with me from the beginning, Andrew and Todd at andrewandtodd.com, dot com 1172 the, the rates are so low that this is literally money in your pocket at a time when a lot of people can use that. If it's a refi, a new fi, Wi-Fi, eh, any fi, they're terrific. Guys have been with me now for essentially a year from the beginning of the lockdown. They have been working. com, Sierra Pacific Mortgage, triple A 1172 The rates are obviously volatile. They can change at any time, and, and if they change, they'll go up. Yes, indeed. It's always good to hear from people who differ from me. So before I go on, Julius in Brooklyn, hello. Sean, do we have our caller? Julius in Brooklyn, are you there? Hello? Yeah, Uh, I'm here. Sorry about that. Okay.
2: Okay. Uh, Dennis, I would like to know, is it more that you just want to believe that something happened to, that made this election questionable
1: to you? I think you didn't was hear what anything? I said. I said I want to believe it was honest. I'd rather him have won honestly than prove okay, that he so, won dishonestly.
2: Uh, how do you prove a negative? I mean, there's no evidence that there was anything that he did illegally or that the Democrats did illegally.
1: Well, I offered a whole series of anomalies. When there are enough anomalies in life, you have a circumstantial case that is powerful. I mean, I do, I personally do not have proof, and I agree with you. That's why I call myself agnostic. I don't understand how someone would not be agnostic. Let me ask you a question. Do you think Democrats wouldn't cheat if they had an opportunity to? That's
2: that, You know... Come on, I'm giving you, you didn't give me a straight answer, now you're asking me the question. I
1: did, what what was your question? I always give straight, what was your question?
2: Okay, is there any evidence that suggests the Democrats did anything?
1: There there are, there is, as I said, I gave a list of very odd things that I think need explanation when when okay. there are 19 counties that determine elections and 18 of them go to the loser that's what we call an anomaly how many when, people live in those counties compared to the one that No up? no no that's irrelevant it's that both parties no, acknowledge is. that those that those counties are determinative in an election just as Florida and Ohio are overwhelmingly determinative uh, are, I I who, acknowledge who, to who you that I, that I can't. Think? Okay, I'm go on. I'm I'm asking you a question. What's your question? I thought I answered it. What's I'm your next you question? To,
2: uh, just a just a slide, I just do a not have proof. That is 19, correct. 19, if I had proof, I wouldn't uh, be an
1: agnostic. Okay. I know I'm frustrating, poor Julius. I have a a pretty good track record of being honest because my commitment to truth is greater than any other single commitment. Because I know that lies lead to evil. So I acknowledge it. Uh, But the fact that there is no openness, given the tampering that was done in state elections, like in Pennsylvania prior to the elections, the, the the Look, the Democrats, this I have proof, the Democrats have destroyed the integrity of Election Day. that's a, That's a fact. That's not an opinion. There was once an Election Day, and a handful of people would ask for absentee ballots prior to Election Day, and they were sent the ballot upon request. It had to arrive by a certain time with a certain postmark, and that was the end. Election day is now election month. That alone destroys, in my opinion, the integrity of an election. And there's a reason that they made it a month or six weeks that you could vote ahead. To destroy the integrity of the election and get more and more people whom they believe will vote Democrat to vote there is no reason why California would send out tens of millions of ballots to people who never requested them. That's fraudulent. That I have proof. I don't have proof that they cheated in the numbering. I don't. I have anomaly questions that render me agnostic. But I do have proof that, like every other institution, that exists, the left is destroying Election Day. <laughs> That's it. That, that's a given. There was once a time Americans lined up to go to ballot boxes on election day. Not any longer. And the notion, uh, the the playing around with elections by, by the Democrats, that is proof. I don't have proof that they cheated enough to make uh, Joe Biden president. I acknowledge it. I have suggestive circumstantial evidence. That's all. But all of these measures that have been taken are, are solely to benefit the Democratic Party. Now with 11 million people that illegally entered this country to be put on the road to citizenship, that's eleven more eleven million more mostly democratic votes. Okay? These are these are the macro issues. I don't have micro proof. I have micro suggestions of fraud. But these are macro data. To manipulate the country, to manipulate election day, to create ballot harvesting, those are facts. Those are not deniable. One of the first things that President Biden signed upon his first day in office, wearing a mask at his desk, which I find foolish in the extreme but it's a it's a it's a great virtue signal it's wearing a mask at his desk. nobody is near him uh did they uh did they sanitize the pens he used to sign? i bet they did. We live in an, an age of superstition. One of the first things that he signed was an executive order that illegals be counted for purposes of census, which means that there are more people who will be counted for Democratic seats? Why would somebody who's not here legally be counted in the census? Back in a moment. I mentioned to you that I, and, and any of you, many of you have probably seen it, his signing of these executive orders, which I will review, by the way. I'm Dennis Prager, incidentally. Hi. And he's wearing a mask at a desk alone. Which I think, uh, in and of itself, is absurd. But we have reached a level that is transcends the absurd and enters, in my mind, the uh, the destructive. That's the word I want. It's destructive. The man has been vaccinated if you still wear a mask after being vaccinated doesn't say much for the vaccine does it one would presume that that is the whole point of the vaccine is that you do not you cannot get it and you cannot transmit it but now they believe you can transmit it is that a first in the history of vaccines? I don't know. I'm not an epidemiologist, but it does raise questions about the efficacy of a vaccine if you are a danger to others after receiving it. Do people wear masks after flu shots? Did people wear masks at all during flu season? Well, they did in Asia. Is that the new, new norm in America? I suggest to you that that is so profoundly destructive to human relations in a society as as to threaten the decency of the society. People do not talk to one another with masks like they do without masks, the mask is a veil. Did you find conversation with veiled Muslim women easy as you would with a Muslim woman who was not veiled? Of course not. We talk to the human face. Our personality is etched in our face, our personhood. That's why we take such care. We are our face. Don't you don't talk to a person's leg or arm. Some men talk to women's breasts, but that's a separate issue. Why is he wearing a mask? The man is is vaccinated. It's show baby. It's all show. Look at look at how I listen. Not to the science. that's the joke. Listen to the science. The masks are a joke to begin with. If the masks were effective, I have asked this from the beginning, why did this spectacularly sadistic policy of not allowing people in nursing homes to have visitors... there's very little that I think about with regard to death it's just an inevitability of life it's not a happy inevitability it's, I have a tragic view of life so I accept it but the thought of dying alone does uh, does in fact depress me to be with loved ones is the desire of the vast majority of humans and the uh the medical world has deprived people of that possibility, while claiming masks work. Can't have it both ways. Well, they only work ninety-five percent. So fine, ninety-five percent. Then, then that. I'm sorry. That's worth the risk, so that people aren't alone for months and months. My beloved, poor. Aunt Chippy in Florida was in a nursing home. She died a couple of months ago. She a great woman, a truly great woman. Alone for months, broke my heart. Full of life, this woman. The meanness of the follow the science crowd not to mention that they don't follow science, the suppression of cheap drugs, like chondroxychloroquine, ivermectin, zinc, vitamin D. I mention this almost every day. The medical profession has killed vast numbers of Americans. That's a pretty big charge, my friends. And if I'm wrong, uh, uh, it doesn't speak well for me. And if I'm right, it doesn't speak well for the American Medical Association. Right? One of us has really done a bad thing. You choose. Yes, everybody, Dennis Prager here. And, uh... (laughs) It's... uh, I'm just marveling at... President Biden wearing a mask after being vaccinated. We're in the hands of fools, We're talking about the medical establishment, talking about Fauci. You'll have to wear a mask even after vaccination. They understand the social price paid by everybody wearing a mask. For the record, I, n- I never wear it outside. I do wear it inside as an act of courtesy to people. In my home, two people were COVID positive a couple of weeks ago. We never socially distanced. Neither my wife nor I got the virus. We were actually in some ways hoping we would, we would and that way we would be uh, inoculated with a, asymptomatically. Obviously, I don't want it in a serious way, but I, uh, I act upon what I say. I have been on hydroxychloroquine zinc, ivermectin for months, and vitamin D, that there is no, that the medical profession has offered a zero suggestions, strong suggestions, on how to build your immune system should you get the virus is a disgrace. The corruption of the medical profession is because left has uh, has infiltrated it. Yeah, it's the corruption of religion, everything. It's the tsunami of chaos as I call the left. Whatever it touches it destroys. Will it destroy the United States? They would like to. Let me uh let me play some of the uh the Joe Biden including some lines I liked for the record. All right. Let's begin. Let's see. Why do we begin with fourteen? Is that right, Sean? That's correct. Is that so like now- to, to keep me on my toes? Yeah. I see. Okay, let's begin with number fourteen.
0: So now on this hallowed ground where just a few days ago, violence sought to shake the capital's very foundation. We come together as one nation, under God, indivisible, to carry out the peaceful transfer of power as we have for more than two centuries.
1: So I want you to know uh, I played it primarily because he said one nation under God, indivisible. That's from the Pledge of Allegiance, though I would say half of American young people have no clue, A, that there is a Pledge of Allegiance, and B, that this comes from that. So I'm happy to hear that. One nation under God, coming from a Democrat, I salute. So this is just to establish that I, I'm rooting for there to be some good in this administration. Number number fifteen.
0: I've just taken the sacred oath. Each of those patriots have taken. The oath first sworn by George Washington.
1: Well, that's good too. See? I'm sure I'm shocking listeners on the left. I'm sure he shocked listeners on the left. To commend George Washington a slave owner? Wow. Well, What Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez thought about that, or Rashida Tlaib, or these other America haters in the Democratic Party. Number
0: 16. A cry for survival comes from the planet itself. A cry that can't be any more desperate or any more clear. And now, a rise of political extremism, white supremacy, domestic terrorism that we must confront and we will defeat.
1: That was vile. First, the hysteria. A cry for survival comes from the planet. For survival. That's right. That's the existential threat issue that they always raise. Existential, that's one of the left's favorite words. If it weren't for the left, life would be so so pleasant in the United States of America for the vast majority of people, so calm, so uninterfered with by media and by government. Life under the left is hysteria after hysteria after hysteria. The insurrection is hysteria. The existential climate threat is hysteria. White supremacy is hysteria. The rise in political extremism, is it coming from the left? Curious. White supremacy, domestic terrorism. Antifa just had another attack. Where was it yesterday? Portland? They said, we don't care who's president. We just want to destroy Yeah, white supremacy. That's the first time a uh, the term got into an inaugural address. I am certain. White supremacy. Wow, he's going to battle that in domestic terrorism, while enabling the planet to survive. Got it. That's one giant Superman. Number seventeen
0: requires the most elusive of all things in a democracy, unity, unity. In another January, on New Year's Day in 1863, Abraham Lincoln signed the Emancipation Proclamation.
1: Well, celebrating another racist, Abraham Lincoln. I salute that. Good. Unity, Unity, I have a lot to say about Unity, Unity. We return, you are listening to The Dennis Prager Show. The Dennis Prager Show. Okay, oh, let me see what's on your mind. And uh, Poconos, Pennsylvania, I know the area very well. Hello, Matt. Yes. Hello, hey, Matt. Yes. How
2: you doing, uh... Uh, I want to thank you for uh, being a voice of reason and thank you. And, uh, and all that. But yeah, I, what's going on right now is just absolutely—I can't even process it. Um, it's just by the literally by the hour. But um, the reason I called was—you um, know—I've been reaching out to the—you know—officials, I guess, uh, the congressmen and stuff in Pennsylvania here, and uh, I have a letter from from uh from toomey and uh this was about two weeks ago when the uh the whole thing happened at the capitol after it and uh you know they were saying it was you know it was an insurrection and all this stuff and uh and I was inquiring at that time about the you know the election and and this and that and his letter basically said there's nothing this was the safest uh this is the safest election ever. Right. Uh, even William Barr said there is nothing, and the uh, you know the head of whatever
1: said this is right. No, no. Thank you, thank you for sharing that. If there is nothing, let's just air it out. I want to be relieved of this suspicion, and I don't, I don't make any certainties. But the number of people who risked their names, their reputations, their livelihoods, and I presume prosecution in a courtroom for a sworn affidavit that they saw corrupt things happen but I mean, why is when when people say there's no proof sworn affidavits are are what we base the idea of proof on i i I'm not calling for a re-election, or I'm calling for an inquiry. I want to be relieved of my suspicion. I, I know that the vast majority of you know I never bluff you. I want to believe that this was an honest election, even if it means the people I think are wrecking my country won. That is how much I am rooting for it, having been an honest election. But between anomalies and affidavits, to dismiss all questions as sedition, as unworthy of being on Twitter, we are, we are living in a society where the former president of the United States c- cannot tweet, and, and we accept this. Is it, is it conceivable to you that this would be extended to, to a Democrat? The Democrats kept perpetuating what we know to be a lie, the collusion issue. Did any one of them lose a Twitter account? We'll be back. It's a trial pack and they've discounted it to just $19.95. That's about a dollar a day and after that about the cost of a cup of coffee a day to stay out of pain. That's the 3-week quick start for just 19.95 and you should know this about 70% of the people who order the 3-week quick start for just 19.95 go on to order more. So do what so many others have already done. Take Pete and Seth Talbot up on their offer. And go to relieffactor.com and order the three-week quick start. That's relieffactor.com or call 800-500-8384, 800-500-8384.